WWE Teens after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Frank, just the equipment, just just behind, just a tad bit, audacity, resetting, uh, commercials. But we got David the Man of Guy Harris on the phone lines, and you just, just got to play through it. You just get used to it. Now, you're talking today, it's supposed to be the big game, Ohio State, Michigan. Also, shout out to Greg Saylor. He's from Blissfield. Yeah, he's one of the assistant baseball and football coaches at Blissfield. With the Blissfield Bad Boys? or The Blissfield, Blissfield Royals. Royals, okay. Yeah. Out there where you can only do 25 miles an hour out there. That's right. 25 miles an hour out in Blissfield or the cops will get you. Got to go through there to get the Adrian. So, got David and man got here. It's on the phone lines. Frank, I want to hear this because, as we know on this show, you are the James Joseph Harbaugh hater. And I just want to hear you spew your venom towards this man that eventually might be the head coach of the Detroit Lions. But I digress as we got to get through this first. Why do you think the Ohio State-Michigan game was truly postponed or really actually canceled? I think first time since it's been canceled since 1917. Over 103 years. I'll tell you why. And this is my belief here, and it may be the belief of some others. I am all ears. It's because that Michigan didn't really want any of that smoke. Give us evidence, please. (laughs) Why not the smoke? Because it was a 29, well, really a 30-point favorite, which I would have taken the points because I think Michigan probably would have only lost by 21 or something like that. I don't think so. So you're basically thinking it's going to be like an Arizona-Arizona State game from Friday night. I was I was thinking more like uh, Houston and SMU when SMU first came off the death penalty. I don't know about that one, but it go ahead. Would've. Go ahead. Well, also, preach. Michigan came in with only two wins on the year, and now there is talk. I mean, take it for what it's worth. I'm not saying that what I've heard is gospel in any way, shape, or form. That there extending Jim Harbaugh. I'll get into my thoughts on that a little later. Now, you guys tell me, would it be a good look if you signed a head coach to an extension in an abysmal year and either before or after it happens, he gets blown out by the biggest rival and it is just a bloodbath. We don't know that it'll be a blood blast. We're 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 expecting that, but you you don't know until they actually play the game. And like I said, with the rivalry games, I don't I, I don't expect anything. I expect a close game. It could be a me, close game early on, and Ohio State could could take a, take it away late. We don't know, so we we can't just sit here and say, well, yeah, it's gonna be a bloodbath. We we don't know that. Well, let me ask you this: Let's let's say hypothetically that 
both teams were unbeaten or had one loss between them, does this game get canceled? It could probably get postponed. Um, I I don't know. I mean, this is 2020 with the COVID, but I could see it possibly getting postponed. Um, I mean, anything's possible with with it, but it, I could see that happening. But I don't know. I can't. I, I, you can't play in. I, I don't play in hypotheticals. I just don't because there's there's no way around it. You you can say this can happen, that can happen. What it is is what it is. Is that Michigan was down this year. Ohio State was good this year. And would Michigan probably have lost? Yes. Do I think by thirty points? If they're fully healthy and have everybody. Uh, no. Consider this. We saw what Ohio State did down 23 players against Michigan State last week. And I think, and I fully believe Michigan saw that and they're like, yeah, we're not going to play. Well, no, because you can't. Different teams, different matchups. Come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, they struggled against Indiana. I mean,. Even though Indiana has a pretty good year this year, I mean, it's almost like, well, what would have happened if they had a rematch with Indiana? Would Indiana be able to win that game and maybe give a loss to Ohio State and sneak into the championship game? I mean, I mean, if you think about it, they had rules where you, they wanted you to at least play a minimum of six games, and they didn't, and then the rules got changed for Ohio State to get in the Big Ten championship, which obviously is going to help them get in the college football playoff because if they couldn't get in the Big Ten championship, they probably weren't going to get in the college football playoff, and the Big Ten knows that. Ohio State is their moneymaker and probably is the best team in the conference. But at the same time, you made up these rules and now you got to backtrack yourself. So with anything, I can't really play hypotheticals. I can't go by, well, yeah, they blew out Michigan State. Well, that's a different team. That's different matchups. Like I said, you you play the game. Whatever happens on Saturday has nothing to deal with what happened the week before or two weeks before, what's going to happen after that Saturday. If today's game went today – Whatever happened prior does not matter. But I think it would have been at least somewhat of an indication as to what could happen. I digress. But you mentioned, you did mention them changing the rules. Now, I'm, I'm sure David's going to have a sermon on this. And David, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. But I'm, I'll give my thoughts. Now, if I wish the Big Ten just would have came out and been completely honest. They said, yeah, Indiana, you did everything you were supposed to do. You didn't get, you didn't have a COVID problem. But the truth is, you lost to Ohio State. Your quarterback died. So... Well, you didn't die. <laughs> well, not literally. But, right. but uh, you would I. We're try we're about money and we want to get in the playoff and we don't want to look embarrassed out in these playoffs of like in a couple of years prior. So yeah, we're just gonna make sure Ohio State gets the Big Ten championship because we know they're gonna beat Northwestern and then they'll go to the playoff and whatever happens there happens. Well, so well, it could have been easily the Big Ten could have said, well, Indiana has could have pulled the rule Rose Bowl rule. Well, Indiana has never really been to the Big Ten. The problem with that the is the Rose Bowl is one of the playoff games this year. I'm saying, listen, listen. 
I said the Big Ten could have possibly did a Rose Bowl rule on Ohio State and said, you know what, you didn't get your games completed. And since Indiana, since you've been recently to the Big Ten championship and not Indiana, we'll let Indiana go. They could have easily, they could have easily did that. They could have did that with the hypotheticals. But we all know that they want Ohio State to be in the Big Ten championship because, let's face it, they're the dog and pony show of the Big Ten right now. And they'll get in the college football playoff. Now, we can't use hypotheticals, but I think, you know, would it be another Ohio State collapse? We don't know. We'll, we only know until the game is played. What do you think, David? David, you there? Do we lose him? Mm, I don't think so. David, he probably has his phone on mute or something. Let's see, David, you there? Uh, no, he's not. We'll have him call back. Keep going. Hmm. But, also, but also, I'll kind of get into where this is also leading, and that is the rumored Harbaugh extension. Now, you, 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 I mean, I've told you and David where I stand on this as a fan. Wouldn't bother me at all if uh, Harbaugh gets extended. And I'm sure that there's plenty of people in Columbus that would love to see him extended. But if we're gonna be, but if we're gonna be honest and truthful about this, what's he done to earn a contract extension? Well, he, he, I think he's made them competitive. I think the early years, right now, recently, the, the, they haven't been competitive. Here's here's the problem, and you know everyone can see the, it was a bad spot away from getting to the college football playoff, and you can see sometimes those bad spots could hurt a program in the future. But at the same time, though, a lot of people are going to get a lot of passes because of COVID. I mean, you got to admit, I mean, it's pros. College, it's been some sloppy football, sloppy football, and everyone's not playing at a competitive advantage. Let's be honest. I mean, Michigan had the lockdown of the lockdowns, and Michigan, let's face it, their football team wasn't able to do any offseason work, really, uh, doing virtual meetings. Hold on a minute. Michigan was actually able to go through some practices in August, September. But like other teams? Let's face it, Indiana Her, was an open Michigan, state. Michigan State did not because they had a COVID problem. And this is the same Michigan State team that had three weeks to install their offense, went into Ann Arbor, and won. Still, it, it's still a, a competitive disadvantage. I think a lot of teams, COVID, this is going to be the, called the COVID year. It is what it is, Frank. You can come up with everything say, well, Michigan State, this Michigan State – everybody's different. We don't know what's going on within those walls. We don't know what what stipulations you have. Every school is different. It's just like in high school. There's certain teams in the track that are doing their thing. There's certain teams that aren't doing their thing. There's certain schools that are saying we're practicing off-site and we're playing games as long as they're non-conference. There's some teams that are saying, well, we're not playing any games. We're doing practicing. And then there's some schools that are saying, we're not doing anything until January 11th. The only thing we're doing is college study table. Same kind of concept here with the with the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten dropped the ball. They should have been playing from September from the from the get go, like everybody else. So they wouldn't even be in the situation. But it was the off and on thing, the uncertainty, and I get it. it this is new, but 
really, Jim Harbaugh is going to get a hall pass this year. I mean, because the, the, and, and it's throughout the Big Ten. It was just inconsistent football. And you see it in the NFL, drop passes, bad line play. They're not getting out there to practice. You, you, you can't be a good football player through Zoom calls. Let's just face it. Zoom calls and, and, and separating everybody because obviously you don't want the spread of it. it, it it's, just, it's just a big mess. Just mess, mess, mess. And it showed for a lot of teams on the field. It showed. Yeah. I mean, and I get that. But I said this previously on here, and I'll say it again. Going into this season, Jim Harbaugh was the only Power 5 coach that had two years or less left on his current deal. And there had been no progress toward an extension. Now, if, let's say if Michigan wanted him back and if he wanted to stay, the deal would have been done by now. I know you got to do, then they're trying to say, oh, well, it's because of COVID. Look, you could have worked something out via Zoom. There's been a lot of hires that have done via Zoom and all that stuff. You would have had this done by now if both parties want to be back there. And now we're pretty much at the end of the season. And, of course, at the press conference earlier this week, Ward Manuel says that we'll look at it at the end of the season. Well, you're pretty much here now. And he's going into he's going to be heading into the final year of his deal. And the way I see it, he's a lame duck. Well, if they give them the extension, they give them the extension. I mean, let's face it, that's what but they he, do. And, and here, here's, a, here's another one for you, too. And this is going to come with a little bit of a trivia question. And I wish David was on so we could ask him. In recent years, a college football co- of college football coaches who were allowed to stick around after a really bad year, but gutted their staff. Because they're saying that Harbaugh's going to have to fire his staff. and Who's saying that? That's just pretty much what a lot of the pundits are saying because, for one, I mean, and I've said this to several of my Michigan brethren, and they agree with me, how Don Brown as defensive coordinator still collects a paycheck is unfathomable. Why when, is that? Give me, some, give me some evidence. What's wrong with Don Brown? Well, the defense at Michigan has been bad since Rich Rod has been there. But then again, well, it's gotten a little bit better. It's gotten a little bit better under Harbaugh. 2016, they were actually pretty good. And then you saw in 2017, you started to see he things start to unravel. Obviously, the, a game in Happy Valley. But that's David calling back in. Right. Okay. Keep going. And then, of course, it really kind of came undone against Ohio State in 2018 when they gave up a 60-burger, and then in 2019 against Wisconsin, also against Ohio State again. And even this year, too, you've still seen it where failure to make adjustments, which that's not on your players, that's on your coaches. And yet we've seen in other other places – where you know your unit does, has a bad game. Example: Texas Oklahoma 2018. Oklahoma gives up half a hundred. Lincoln Riley tells his bro- his mentor's brother, 
you're fired after that. And yet, you see someone whose defense has given up half a hundred consistently, failed to make adjustments, and teams have figured out, you have to wonder what's going on here. David, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, first, I think kind of with Michigan, I there's nowhere really to go but up, and I and I say that knowing that nowhere to go up means that you have to start like you have to tear down the entire foundation. Like, yes, you have a star quarterback recruit coming in who kind of reaffirmed his commitment. You're JJ McCarthy. Yeah. So. Like, as we've all been saying for at least, what, the past three years in particular, maybe four, oh, just needs to get his quarterback in there, just needs to get his quarterback in there, just needs to get his quarterback. It seems like quarterback isn't the problem. It seems like it's play calling. It seems like it's execution. It seems like it's kind of training up and kind of building up someone that can run whatever system because he keeps trying to figure out what the diamond in the rough is. I think if you're Michigan, is it too little, too late? I mean, the thing has been, he's been here seven years. At some point, you either have to kind of cut your losses and from a pride perspective say, all right, let's just start all over, find someone. At this point, anyone would be better than Jim Harbaugh. Uh-huh. Or do you just kind of keep trying to hold on to kind of he has this Harbaugh magic? Maybe next year's the year. Maybe next year's the year. Well, da- well, da- first- David, it's interesting you say that because if this if if Jim Harbaugh's day was Joe Smith, would he have been fired? I fully believe that. The reason why he hasn't is because he's a Shem Beckler guy. You, how many times have you seen an image of Bo Schembechler putting his arm around him saying, Jimmy, X, Y, and Z? I don't know. That's well, what, Bo Schembechler has passed away. I, I get, the last I get that. Years, so that and, hasn't really happened. And Harbaugh hasn't played since like 87 <laughs> with the Wolverines. So I, I don't I don't think that. I mean, let's face it. Jim Harbaugh has some cachet. And early on, he had some early success at Michigan. And that's what's playing into it. I don't think it's because he's a Schimbeckler guy. I think it's because early on he has some success. Now, it's somewhat unraveling, which has happened a lot to Harbaugh, is that he's had early success at a lot of his stops, and then somehow it, it falls apart toward the end. But I'm telling you right now, he's going to get somewhat of a pass because of COVID. It, it just it is what it is. This was just a, a weird year where you, 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 there was no organization. And, and trust me, as a coach, this sucks. It just totally sucks because you're living, you're going day by day. You don't know if you're going to play. You, you, you don't know what's going to be the cancellations. It, for an athlete, you have to get into a rhythm. It just wasn't what it was. I mean, early on, everyone had high expectations for the, the Wolverines. They looked pretty decent against Minnesota. And then it just, stuff just fell apart. And, and now with these COVID protocols, you don't know who's going to get the COVID and, and who's going to have to be sitting out. Uh, to me, I, I I thought for pro, me and my dad talked about pro and college football. I, I I thought this was some of the sloppiest football I've seen, where it was some of it was just basically unwatchable. But I can understand you're not building anything because 
you're doing virtual and you, you sometimes you, you oh, we're gonna have practice day up oh, no we can't do practice day because so-and-so got contact with the covid i mean it's just like oh what the heck and it's gonna it's gonna happen in high school i thought high school did a pretty good job with it but i think this winter season is gonna be some bad basketball bad basketball and i've seen it i watched a little bit of division one women's basketball game and i'm not gonna say the two teams but it was some bad basketball well better bad basketball than no basketball which is likely what could end up happening I, in my state. I, I to be honest with you, I'd rather have no basketball than bad basketball because that's when people start to get hurt. So yeah. it, it, I, I'd rather have the kids be healthy than this up and down thing where, like, for instance, you got the shutdown. You know that you're going to have to at least give us a week or two to at least condition and get back into shape. And even if we do that, you're not in the game shape. It, it, it's, it's a very horrible disadvantage. It's a lot of disadvantages. It's not fair that some teams get to play games or some teams get to have practices and some teams can't do it. It, it, it's just bad. It's bad for everybody. It's, it, and it, let's face it, sports, it's great for the kids. It's great to be entertaining. But this stuff's not entertaining at all. And I and like I said, with Michigan and where they had the strict stuff with Governor Whitmer, and I know she's looking out for the state and everything like that, I kind of think Michigan was at a competitive disadvantage. That's just me, especially early on. I just think it just you could tell it just looks horrible. But because of the trend of what's been going on with Harbaugh, I think he's kind of getting somewhat of the short end of the stick where the Michigan's just looking bad. But all, but also, here, here's something for both of you guys. Let's see if you can answer this. Of college football coaches in probably the in recent years who have had an absolute abysmal year, we're told that they had to Clean house. Well, that, that gut their, let me let, let me finish. They had to gut their staff. How many of them currently are still at their present employer? What do you mean? How many coaches are still at their present employer? Because a lot of fans will cite, "Oh well, huh, that an, an, an this is anecdotal evidence." There is one coach who. After a bad year, fired his staff, and still is at where he was at that time. A year later, or after? Still presently, to this day. Who? Brian Kelly. And look where Notre Dame's at. They're going to be in the football playoff. They're actually in the ACC championship game, or we like to call on the show the ASS. Which actually might be a good ASS championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people are going to say, well, Brian Kelly cleaned his staff out and look where he's at now. Brian Kelly is the exception, not the rule. Because most of the time when you see coaches fire their staff, bring in a whole new staff, and there isn't drastic improvement the next year, that coach is pretty he is out the door. Now, oh, yeah. I'm not well, here. Say, I'm not here saying that Harbaugh is going to be fired because I have a belief that administration is too scared to fire him. That Ward Manuel does not want to get blood on his hands and doesn't want to be the bad guy. This rumored extension that's being offered is a significant pay cut, is incentive laden, and it's basically above of. One step above of Harbaugh taking a look at it and telling Ward Manuel 
F you, who, I'm done. I think it's going to end up being a mutual parting of ways. It could be. And then that's how Harbaugh's uh, uh, 10 years have ended. David, what were you going to say? No, I was, I was going to say I think Notre Dame is the exception because, one, it's Notre Dame, and two, they're not in a conference for kind of when Brian Kelly started at Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame before this year picked who they were going to play. Like, so they didn't have to worry about a conference championship game. They didn't have to worry. Like, they have their traditional rivalries that were kind of consistent and then slow and steady. They kind of developed playing more and more ACC teams, and now they're kind of a quote-unquote exclusive ACC football school. But they were able to kind of pick and choose who they wanted to play. Michigan doesn't get a chance to say, oh, you know, maybe we don't want to play our traditional rivalry with Ohio State this year. Maybe you will go play, you know, one of the service academies, or maybe we'll go play this team because, and then having the cloud of Notre Dame. I think because Michigan is one in the conference, and so they're kind of exclusively restricted to kind of these set teams that they have to play. That's always going to look harder because if you can't beat the teams that you have to play within your conference, then you're at a place to where. Um, you're trying to scramble, figure out getting the competitive edge. And so I, I think that's kind of other thing, particularly thinking about Notre Dame and Michigan in particular. Yeah, he's got a point there that Notre Dame does have an advantage of kind of picking who they want to pick, where Michigan kind of, this is the schedule you got to pick, these are the teams you got to pick. And sometimes, let's be honest, you know, Notre Dame taking Michigan off the schedule or Michigan State off the schedule. And this is when those teams, you know, this was a few years ago, but this was when Michigan State and Michigan were actually formidable opponents that were really good. Sometimes you can put the fluffies on there and, and, and fluff up the schedule to where you're looking really decent, but are you really decent? And, you know, Brian Kelly can can, can skate by, whereas Michigan, you got to play a Big Ten schedule and, you know, you have nothing you can do about that. And he's right. You know, when you can't beat the rival, that's a lot of pressure on you because compared to Notre Dame where, let's face it, you know, Stanford, when's the last time Stanford's really been good? What, since Andrew Luck played? Uh, Probably for a few years after that. USC. When they had the... USC. This ain't, you know, know, President Bush, as they like to call him, is not coming through that door or Matt Leinart's not coming through that door. And that's over 15 years ago. So... He he's got a point with Notre Dame that you know you always see it all the time. Team struggling, who's going to be caught holding the bag? It's going to be the assistant coaches first. So obviously they're going to get fired first. You bring in this fresh new blood, and then a lot of times when things don't change, the, the head top guy gets fired. Well, yeah, this is probably going to be the situation with Harbaugh. He he's going to probably get rid of a few assistants or a defensive coordinator. Puts a, put a new guy in there that'll buy him some time. It happened at Toledo. Jason Candle, look what he did. He revamped his staff, and they're playing their last home game, you know, today at 3 o'clock on, on Saturday against Central Michigan, but there was some high expectations for them to win the MAC West. Now, now if you compare Toledo to Michigan, was this really a successful season? Eh, a lot of Toledo fans would say no. I mean, let's face it, you had a big lead against Western Michigan and you blew it and you got outplayed by Ball State and you were picked to win the West and at least get to the MAC championship game, and you haven't. And the last couple of years, you, you you held on to some coaches that some people believe you shouldn't have held on to that cost you some games. So there's going to be a lot of soul-searching as well with Jason Candle, who I believe is still one of the highest-paid coaches in the conference. Now, granted, he's just like Harbaugh. Early on in his career, he had success, 
he brought home a MAC championship. But mm-hmm. lately, some people have been really disappointed with the last few years of Rocket football. So, do you give that man an extension? He's he's got rid of the coaches. He did last year. He brought in a new coaching staff, and some people say that this new coaching staff is working, and the Rocket football is looking a little bit better, but. If you want to be like Frank Vashner and just look at the black and white results this year for for Rocket Football, it considered to some, it was a disappointment. Well, now nah, better than BG. Now BG's last game uh, got canceled, yeah. and that's just and that's they, total. And they went over. <laughs> that's a grease fire and a half, and I, I feel. And he's rebuilding it. But then again, is Leffler going to go and start firing coaches? I mean, sometimes it's just the talent. I mean, let's face it, Michigan just doesn't have the talent. Now I will blame Harbaugh with that. Like, what happened? You know, he needs well, to get the, some recruits. The, th- the thing with talent is he hasn't done. A good job developing it. I mean, granted, uh, he's had, well. Here's what here's what I will say. I mean, has he had a skill position player? Is Ohio State developing? Absolutely, they've done a great, phenomenal no, job of developing no, talent. No, yes, no. they they're, have. They're getting the cream of the crop, five stars, NFL talent. And there's not much of a. I will tell you right now with Ohio State. You you pretty much are getting kids that they're gonna get to Ohio State. Yeah, they'll they'll learn a few things and they'll they'll be pumping the weights. But as freshmen, they're already NFL prospects. I mean, David, can you agree with me on that? No, 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 they're no, getting no, no, NFL no, no. prospects right at eighteen, nineteen, where Michigan ain't getting them same time. And even my dad has even said he's like, dude, Ohio State's recruiting pool compared to the rest of the Big Ten is totally different. And David, I want to get his thoughts on that real quick. What do you think about that, David? Is that true? No, Ohio State's recruiting pool is way different than than the Big Ten, and that's because of Urban Meyer and a lot of his connections in Florida and Utah. Yeah, and I think because it's the Ohio State brand one, two the success, but then three, yeah, your twos are from different pools. I think Ohio State, Alabama, you can kind of throw in Florida in particular, kind of even Notre Dame. Like, those are – Across the board, they're getting players like they have their bases, but they can go anywhere. If there's a kid in Washington that's a five-star, you know, middle linebacker, he's not going to UW. He he may get an offer from USC, probably highest house, you know, West Coast, but he's getting offers from Alabama, all the Ohio State, the Notre Dame, a kid, you know, in. Florida, that's a wide receiver. Yeah, he's going to get the offers from Florida and Florida State to stay home. Yeah, he's going to get the SEC bubble. But he's also getting calls from Columbus. Like, Ohio State is one of those teams that nationally picks up five-star recruits. Like, it's nothing. Like, if you go through the roster, I guarantee that you can probably have less than five three-star recruits Justin, on that team. Justin Fields transferred from Georgia. Come on. Come on, what quarterback can compete with Justin Fields on Michigan? That, that, does that does that deal with development? That dude, come on! Everybody knew Justin Fields was going to be NFL prospect when he touched down at Georgia. He didn't get any much playing time, but then when he went to Ohio State, it's like, come on, how much development? That's why a lot of people are wait. I'm waiting to see what what Brian Day brings in. You know, he he's getting the fruits of his labor from Urban Meyer. He left that. He didn't leave that cover bare when Ryan took over. And he wants to put hundos. You better be careful. You want to put hundos on people right now. But do you still have that type of cachet and swag like Urban Meyer has? When in a few years, are you going to be still getting those same type of recruits, or are you going to be starting getting the recruits like Michigan's getting, where now the playing field starts to get even? 
Ryan Day better be very careful. Go ahead, Frank. But I mean, you met, you mentioned you mentioned talent. Now, here's what here's what I'm going to say, and this is obviously from last season. Alabama and Auburn. Does Alabama get better players than Auburn consistently? Yes. And yet last year Auburn won that game with a pretty significant disparity in talent. Yeah. I mean, you get one every once in a while. Well, the, but, thi- the, but, thi- but the-, the thing, guys, the thing is, you can actually, as coaches, scheme to get them. Look players at the talent that Ohio State has. Ohio State is beating everybody in the Big Ten by at least 25 points or more. There is a talent discrepancy, Frank. I understand you're I using, there is but you're using your one. You're using your one little sample. Auburn and Alabama. What happened this year with Auburn and Alabama? I what mean, happened? I can't use anything this year because yeah. it was a beatdown. Yeah, it was exactly a beatdown. Okay, once in a while you can use the annexation of Puerto Rico like of a little Giants and get you a little bit of a win. But if you look at the large sample size, Frank, come on, that that's just a small percentage of a, a throwing a dart in the in 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 the middle of the night and actually hitting a a, a little strand of grass. Come on, but, but normally the Ohio State is going in there and they're beating everybody by at least twenty points or more in the Big Ten. You see the talent discrepancy. It just is what it is. If if if, if it, you, I don't care what Harbaugh has. There's a talent discrepancy between Ohio State and Michigan because it showed up in the point spread. It's a thirty points point spread. No matter what Jim Harbaugh would have done, if he tried to develop the talent, if he tried to develop the scheme, at the end of the day, Michigan was still going to lose the football game, whether it was by seven points or by thirty points. You're going to lose because Ohio State, at every single position and depth wise, has more talent than you. Period. You probably got a third stringer on Ohio State that could probably start at Michigan. It is what it is. Might be pushing it, but the thing. But the thing is, was Harbaugh brought to Michigan to win championships? Yes or no? Well, yeah, he was there to win championships exactly. and bring him up there. And in the first few years, they were in the contention of it, and they weren't the laughing stock of college football because when he got there let's face it they were they were becoming a laughing stock and it's year six and he's backslid now let me cite another coach rich rodriguez he actually got better here as he was at michigan and got fired after year three i don't know if he really got better frank uh three wins year one year three Seven had won seven games. He was making steps the right direction, but of course, when he came in, a lot of a lot of players had left, and he had pretty much nothing to work with. Well, he had a preferred walk on starting at quarterback most of the year. Well, here uh, and then, finally, once he got his guys in, look, I know their their defenses still stunk, but you could see that there were. There was areas where they were getting better. They were winning more games. They got to a bowl game, but they said, you know what? This guy goes against everything we we old heads believe in. We don't want him around anymore. Mm. I, I think it would have been a disaster either way. He made a he made I mean, let's face it, if you're winning two or three games, it doesn't take that hard to get to seven or, you know, you gotta meet the consistent climb. I think Rich Rod would have got to a plateau. 
whereas they would have been a seven, eight win team. And, and and that's it. And they just wanted to cut ties with them. Whereas Harbaugh came in and, and they were competitive. And like I said, one spot away from being a college football playoff uh, contender. Has he backslid a little bit? Yes. But can he rebound? I believe he can. And like I said, with this COVID situation, you got to give him another year. A year where you're actually, it's back to normalcy. Playing from August, not late October, slap sticking some stuff together. You, you you can't let this really count. You just can't. And that's for all the football coaches all over NCAA football. This this was a slapstick year. It was a slap together. Just to get like Coach K said, get through games just to get through games. We just we just you know, it's about the money. And some people believe Coach K is just saying that because he's taking two L's that normally he's usually undefeated at this point. This is also the same Coach K that said, Oh, we can't cancel the NCAA tournament again. Well, we'll see. Well, final thoughts, fellas. We got to get to the winners and losers for David. My, I'll just I'll just say this. There will it's going to and more than like I mean I've really gone back and forth as to whether or not he gets extended. I mean I've kind of gone from 70, 70 30 he stays to seventy thirty he's gone. I'd probably say 70-30 he stays. There are going to be some changes on the staff. I mean, that's just what happens when you're a coach and you're not doing well. Let's face it. And everyone knows when you're in the coaching world, the assistant coach gets the blame. That's the first person to go. Then once – and I mean, actually, that happens a lot in every employee situation, an employer. Usually the lowest person on the totem pole is the guy to get fired. I mean, you could be the water guy and they'll blame you for the losses we got to get a new water guy in here because we're losing. And then after you get the new water guy in there and you're still losing, then the top guy's going to get fired. But I think that's what's going to that's where the door opens up for Harbaugh. Now, Harbaugh has the, he has options. So the NFL could be calling his name, and if he gets a nice sweet deal from the Fords and the Lions, don't be surprised if he goes over to the Lions. And I'm going to say Hell to the no. Well, actually, that might work out because you were saying hell to the yeah to Matt Patricia and Mr. Quinn over there, and look how that disaster happened. So if yeah, you're saying that's that, Harbaugh I, might get in there and get a winner. Uh, in I do, I don't think that he'll. Get, I don't think he's going to get brought in because he'd be. That's way too close to where he was previously. I just don't, I don't think good. you want Harbaugh to be the coach of the Lions. That's what I think. You just been, exactly. You, you I been, don't. I mean, I've been have, a Harbaugh hater since day I one. Have, I have. I have guys who I like, and would Harbaugh be a better option than Matt Patricia? Yes, I fully acknowledge that. But that's like saying that riding a bike from here to Detroit is better than walking. Well, it's walking the more scenic route, but I mean, let's face it, you just don't like Jim Harbaugh. You are a Harbaugh troll. You like to troll him. You don't like his khakis. You don't like his hat. Oh, actually, his khakis I don't have a problem with. What I do have an issue with him appearance-wise is him wearing his mask and stucking his microphone underneath and looking like he's pitching a tent. Yeah, you didn't like that he was shirtless one time trying to get recruits. You didn't like it that he was drinking the milk. He just did everything. He, was, everything he put that, Gatorade on yeah, his. He put Gatorade on his cornflakes or Fruit Loops or right, whatever. Exactly. Which was, and what I I mean, look, if I find out that he does that like from one person, I'm like, eh, okay, kind of weird. But when uh, it becomes front page news, that's like exactly you've had that you've, was that it was more of a problem with the. 
with people making it front page news than the actual event itself. And you've had meltdowns on this show, and you can go check us out on our SoundCloud page where you've basically not liked Jimmy Harbaugh, where you've screamed and scream and spit in the mic when we had the old setup. I mean, you let's face it, you're a Harbaugh hater. You're an H square. <laughs> hey, and look, I'm and I and I've said it too. Who I'm probably one of. Many Michigan State fans and also represented, and also a lot of Ohio State fans will agree with me. You just want him there because you can get the easy win. <laughs> but the thing about it is if he leaves Michigan and goes to the Lions, you don't want him. <laughs> and he's probably a better because NFL coach. I do think he is better suited for the NFL, but I think if he goes anywhere, or he should go anywhere, it should be the New York Jets. No, he ain't going there. But I, I, put him with Trevor. He can go. Coach Trevor Lawrence, I think mean, I think he the good fit would be the the Lions. I really do. No, because he's a Michigan man. And actually, no, no, no. The Mich- <laughs> the guy from the state of Michigan who should be coaching the Lions is Robert Sala. Well, that, but I think Harbaugh get it. He's got that cachet, and I, mean, I don't. Th- I mean, I think <laughs> no, no. I don't think it'll happen because it's too close. To, it would be too close to him having a not so gracious exit from Michigan. It'd be very funny, and it'd make great show content if Harbaugh did get hired by the Lions. What so what think, you're saying David? is it's a it's an RFR thing, root what? for radio. No, I, I don't say root for radio. I don't really care. I mean, either way, the headlines are going to be the headlines wherever he goes. It's just the fact that you like you, you're a Harbaugh hater and you like to troll the guy. I just, I, I it just, I've never seen. There's only one topic on this show that grinds your gears, and it's Harbaugh. All the other topics, you, your mild manner with it, it kind of grinds your gears a little bit. But really, what stops your clock and your clock gears is James Joseph Harbaugh. And can David, can you agree to that? Yeah, and I think these. I just have a kind of a hypothetical scenario for Frank. Frank, if if he was if Jim Harbaugh was offered a lifetime appointment at your high school alma mater, would you be this passionate, <laughs> or would you continue to blast him? Because I think even if he went down to high school football just for a lifetime appointment, and then also coach Michigan, and then he lost to your rival, what would happen? <laughs> wait, 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 David. Let me let let me see if I'm getting this correctly. Let's if he went to go coach at Ida High School and he lost to Dundee. I probably wouldn't say too much. Why not? But then again, because though, you, you guys have to remember, I, I was on at Dundee. Yeah. Yes, I was on staff at Dundee, and which people called you out for that and called you a Benedict Arnold. And there were other, and there were other things too, but right. I won't get into that. Right, and there was people that were Frank Vashner trolls. So the people that are trolling you, you're like that for Harbaugh. You troll them. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, look. The re- the reason why I bring this up is because it's an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why. I think it's good discussion material. I want to look at it from an analytical standpoint and see and see what happens because it's, I mean, there's a lot of it that looks kind of similar to the way Mark D'Antonio's final years went at Michigan State where he, where there was pressure for him to make changes. He basically said, I'm not, and then he goes and shuffles his staff around to make it look like he did. It doesn't do anything, and then next well, thing you know, he's that's a good, that's a good coach to have because, you know, coaching is relationship-based, and he built a good relationship with them. And as I always tell but people— But the, pro- the problem— but, but the thing here, let me finish. 
the thing about it is with the fans, every time something goes wrong, you guys have knee-jerk reactions. It's always, fire him, fire him, fire him, fire him. We need a new guy, fire him. It's like, well, who who, who are they going to replace him with? Who are you going to replace this guy? Who are you going to replace this with? Remember, once again, it's beyond more than the game. you got to understand, this is someone's livelihood, for one. For two, when it comes to the coaching profession, whether ever whatever sport it is, and it's really good in football it's a brotherhood so it's real close that is your second family and you can't just be going in there fire on fire on you guys don't have a personal connection with the coaches but they do so it's not that easy just to be going around saying fire somebody and at the end of the day too you got to remember they're just the guys with the clipboards and the headset sometimes the talent has to go out there and execute and if the talent's not out there executing and they know that it's not always on the coaches so you can't always be just saying fire people but fans do that all the time it's fire on fire and then they don't even have a solution to who to replace the guy with. But something you brought up, the the whole, well, who are we going to get? That's a loser's mentality. Because if you say, oh, well, who are we going to get? That who tells are you going to get? That tells me that you're afraid no, to get rid of people. No, because the Lions, the Lions, the Lions got rid of Jim Caldwell, and I said, who are you going to replace him with? I don't know. And you brought in Matt Patricia, and I said from the start that was a horrible hire. And what happened? You're still in the same situation that you're in because you fired a really great coach, but because of the knee-jerk reactions, because something didn't go their way, or because something happened in the because game, Bob you Quinn ended up, said nine and seven wasn't good enough. And then what'd you get? You got Matt Patricia. So that what is that? Is that yeah. being a, no? That was being straight stupid. You put your foot in your mouth, and now Quinn lost his job. That's because you need to. Eva- if you're going to fire somebody, you need to evaluate who you need to bring in and what you what kind of vision you're trying to set up. And that is the problem with a lot of these places. They just want to fire people. Fire, 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 fire. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to uh, get? But at the opposite end of it, you also have places that don't get make necessary changes and fire them because keep in mind this is a business. And, it need, oh, and there's no. things that need to be run like a business, and they're being ran like a church softball team. I wouldn't say it's being ran like a church softball That's team. Just, but like I said, it's, it is a relationship business, and it's also these people's livelihood. Now, if you got somebody in place that you think can turn the, the, the ship around and the program around, then all, I'm all for relieving somebody of their duties and saying, hey, guys, you know, it, it just didn't work out. But there's a lot of other things that are coming into to it when you have to fire somebody there's a lot of things that you know once again especially at michigan and like a lot of other organizations you got higher up people that you got to appease to and if they don't like someone that you're trying to bring in that might help the program you're handcuffed sometimes you might have to stick with that coach there's a lot of other variables that come into it but the thing about it is if you fire the person you need to bring in a guy that's going to make the situation better because think about it this Frank, if you're an AD or you're a general manager and you fire the guy that wasn't doing the job right, you do the knee-jerk reaction and you hire someone that does even worse, now your job is on the line. And that's what a lot of GMs think. Hey, man, I got to bring somebody in here that's going to turn this ship around because if not, I'm going to be trying, I'm not going to be collecting any more paychecks and I'm going to get promoted to being a fan. So that's something that people have to think about. But that door actually goes both ways. It can't be I just said that. I said yeah. if, if you can get somebody that you think can come in and take the the, the 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 team or the organization to a new heights, then hey, 
relieve that person of their duties. I mean, now if there's some type yeah, of scandal yeah. going on and, and all that stuff, yeah, yeah you got to get out of there. But if it's just coming down to wins and losses and development and you don't have someone that's in mind or in plan that's going to fit the vision that you're in, trying to in, install or whatever, then you can't just be firing guys and saying, uh, we'll pick you. Because at the end of the day, as an AD and a general manager, you got to think, if I bring this new guy in and it gets worse, just like with the Lions situation, that's your job on the line. And you also can't go in keep somebody around just because you're buddies with them. Right. You can't just keep them around, and eventually you're going to have to make that talk. But the thing about it is is that when you're keeping them around, you got to start searching for somebody else. That's just how it goes. You're just going to have to search for someone. It goes back to the old saying, you're only hired to be fired. Right, exactly. Coaches are hired to be fired, but at the same time, you got to have that sense where, okay, I see this isn't working out, this is deteriorating. Hey, we need to start looking for somebody. And that's why sometimes in midseason they, they get rid of the coach, which I don't believe in midseason firings. But let's let's be honest with that. But there's too many times with fans, you could have multiple winning seasons, get a couple of championships, and if you have one or two bad seasons, next thing you know the fans want you fired. It's like, come on, it, 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 it's cyclical. It just Sports is like that. Not every year, only on, just recently has Alabama dynasties happened. But usually you got ups and downs. Bear Bryant went through it. All the great coaches have gone. Mike Krzyzewski's gone through it. Remember in the mid-'90s, some of those Duke teams were terrible. Would have, if you live now on social media, they were telling him to fire him. He probably would have been gone a long time ago. And those people are probably going to be resurfacing again this year because Duke has lost um, multiple non-conference games at home for the first time since the 80s. Exactly. But we need to wrap this up. We got to get yeah. winners and losers. So we'll wrap this up real quick. And, all, and also, quick programming note: I may have someone who is, might like to join us next week. Who? Travis Pant. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about. Yeah, him. he he texted me asked if he could uh, call, and I said you might have probably have to do that um, next week. And he said that he could possibly make it. Where I said, oh, I'll keep you posted. So okay, well that would be nice be to get nice to get Travis on the show. That was a good discussion. Coming up next. We're getting to David's winners and losers. Guys, got to get that pick them in there. Uh, make sure you always listen to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WHD's after further review with a picture of Frank Bashner and the horse's head. Coming up next, winners and losers from David the Man Got Harris.